Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather, and I've got some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, and welcome to part two of today's podcast. Part one, we talked about all kinds of things. You have to go back and listen to it. Here is part two, where we're going to get into some more meat of everything. So I mentioned the He Gets Us commercial. I didn't have a, I wasn't real big on them. So I'm going to tell you why I'm not real big on them. But I wanted to make sure that I had, you know, my facts straight. I want to talk to you guys about it. And so it's blasphemy. He Gets Us, Jesus Super Bowl ad ignites controversy. We're going to talk about that article. It's at Breitbart.com, and I want to read the article to you guys so you can have a better understanding. So it's Warner Todd Houston posted the 11th of February, which was uh, yesterday. So he posted it last night. Awesome sauce. So we're going to move on from that. We're going to go to the update at the shooter at Joel Osteen's megachurch had pro-Palestinian message on her gun. It was a her, but it was on gun by Anthony Scott. You can go to gatewaypundit.com, gatewaypundit.com to check it out. And... Leading up from the part one podcast was, will emergency scenario usher in digital currency upon America? This article is by Sarah Smith. You can find it at the WND News so Center. Posted the 10th of February. This is prophecynewswatch.com or PNW for you folks that are familiar with it. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about Tucker Carlson on now on Ukraine's quote kill list for interviewing Putin. So there you go. Now we got Tucker Carlson on the kill list. This is by Jamie White. Uh, it was posted the 7th of February and you can find it at Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Tucker Carlson is now included in Ukraine's quote kill list in response to interviewing Russian President Vladimir Putin. Alex Jones reacts to news. Tucker has been added to Ukraine's kill list. So you can talk about that. So the Mirotvrits kill list believes to be the product of the Ukraine Center for Countering Disinformation appears to have added Carlson on Tuesday, shortly after he confirmed securing an interview with Putin. So the word disinformation is actually a Russian word. I know, it's like a kick in the pants, right? Where that goes back to Stalin. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. So, we'll talk a little bit about that. So, he goes, that's an alarming given the kill list uh, includes other names of American citizens and citizens of NATO countries. As it turns out, the covert kill list website is a product of the Ukraine regime, effectively funded by the CIA, amongst others, and it hosted and is hosted by NATO. David Mueller of Mint Press reported, or Mint Press News reported last May. That was last May. One extraordinary thing is that many American citizens, including ex-military and intelligence operatives, are included, as well as a significant number of citizens of NATO member countries. Perhaps the most remarkable element is that NATO has hosted the site in a collection of affiliate affiliated websites on its servers in Brussels. Amazing. We don't really think about these things, do we? As, you know, law-abiding citizens and living our lives and contributing to society, you're like, what is going on in the world? Mm. Putin is a war criminal, and the EU sanctions all who assist him in that effort. It seems logical that the External Action Service examine this, examine his case as well, said Belgian Prime Minister Guy Verhulstafat. Or how do you want to say that name? I'm sorry if I'm 
completely uh yeah murdered your name i'm sorry but anyway that's the european union they're also they're melting down they're threatening to impose sanctions on tucker which would bar him from visiting the continent so ukraine is the only nation fuming over carlson's counter encounter with putin so like what is going on like i said go back find tucker carlson's latest update that goes from like three days ago when he talked about everything going on and he had the military um, officer on there united states military officer on there explaining why and what and how far it goes back to you know bush senior no new taxes read my lips some of y'all are a little too young to remember that i'm barely old enough to remember that but i do remember no new taxes new world order that's his big thing anyway yeah so if you guys want to, I'm going to link that InfoWars article uh, underneath. You guys can go and check that out. So that's our big main one that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, let's just, I know you guys are dying to hear what happened to Joel Osteen. Okay, let's jump there first. So update, shooter at Joel Osteen's mega church had pro-Palestinian message on gun by Anthony Scott. You can find it at thegatewaypundit.com. Posted at the 12th of February at 1030 a.m. February the 12th. That was yesterday. So as the Gateway Pundit reporter uh, earlier, a female shooter walked inside Joel Osteen's Houston's Lakewood Mega Church and opened fire on Sunday. The female shooter, who has yet to be identified, wore a trench coat and was armed with a rifle as she walked into the church alongside a five-year-old boy. Now, ABC 13 News has reported the woman's gun that was used in the shooting had a pro-Palestinian message on it. The details regarding the messages or the message have yet to be released. The woman who opened fire was shot and killed by two off-duty police officers attending the Sunday service at Lakewood. Currently, the five-year-old boy who was with the woman is in critical condition after being shot. And a 57-year-old man was hospitalized after being shot in the leg. A pro-Palestinian message was written on the gun used by a woman accused of firing rounds at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church on Sunday. Two sources briefed on the preliminary investigation told ABC News 13 or ABC News. Further detail about what exactly the message read was not released. The investigation into the motive of the shooting is still ongoing. Two people, including a five-year-old boy, were shot and are in the hospital. The shooting happened during a Spanish language service and could be heard on the church live stream. Authorities said the shooter was killed by two off-duty officers. That's tragic that this had to happen and that a five-year-old is shot and that another person a uh, 57-year-old man was shot in the leg. Folks, these these are the days that we live in. And people who say, you shouldn't be armed. Nobody should carry guns. Open guns. There should be guns. Well, let me tell you something. Guns in the wrong hand is what would happen. Now think, if there was nobody in that church that had a firearm to fight back, what would have happened? It would have been a slaughter. It would have been a massacre. But praise God, there were two off-duty officers or two people with a gun to fire back and eliminate the threat so folks that's another big thing about you know it's a good thing about texas i mean just about everybody is armed thank god we have that freedom and we will not let that be taken away from us for instances like this and there was another baptist church that somebody had you know did the same thing to not too long ago and of course he was eliminated by like you could see in the video when the fight when the when the guy walked in and started shooting like you could see like seven people in the congregation stand up and start firing back so I'm just telling you, arm yourself, protect yourself. I don't care how you do it. Figure out a way to do it. If you don't feel comfortable using a firearm, go get training. The gun is not going to shoot you, okay? 
The gun is not going to get up in the middle of the night and get mad at you and shoot you. That's not how it works. There's gun safety courses you can take. Please go take them. If you're at home alone and you don't feel like you feel safe having a weapon or maybe you have children and you don't feel like you want to have a firearm in the house due to children, hey, that's okay. Do something. You know, they have wasp spray that'll shoot 100 feet. You know, I think some goes actually 350 feet. That'll take you out. That'll take out a shooter. At least one thing, he ain't going to be able to see what he's shooting. So there's a lot of ways to defend yourself, not necessarily with a weapon. But if you can get a weapon and you can obtain a weapon and you know how to use that weapon, if you don't, get safety courses to learn how to use that weapon. That's your best defense. Actually, all of these are your best defense. Grab walls, but go whatever you can in your house to protect yourself, to carry with you in your vehicle. These days are not the days of our childhood, folks, unless you are a child right now. Listen to this podcast. You're going to say, wait, <laughs> there were better days. Yes, there were better days before this. But now are the days that you don't want to risk that. You want to be prepared. God told us these days would happen. He told us what these days would be like. They would invent new ways to be evil. God told us these things. And so what does that tell you and I? That we should be prepared spiritually, physically, mentally, and also prepare our homes, our vehicles, and ourselves. So whatever that means to you, I'm telling you, go out and do it right now. So that is that was sad. When I heard about that shooting, there wasn't a whole lot that came out yesterday during that. And I was like, oh, man, that's just not good. So blasphemy. He gets us Jesus Super Bowl ad ignites controversy. So this is Breitbart.com. And the article was written by Warner Todd Huston or Houston. Posted the 11th of February, 2024. Now, I've said before, I'm not a big He Gets Us fan. I'm not. I am not. And there are several reasons why I'm not. But I'm going to read this article and let you know this is a lot of reasons why. So, during one of the early commercial breaks during the 2024 Super Bowl, Come Near aired its ad featuring scenes of people of all sorts washing someone's feet in emulation of Jesus. But many felt the ad completely missed the biblical point, which it did. The ad was to highlight HeGetsUs.com, a campaign meant to remind everyone, including ourselves, that Jesus' teachings are a warm embrace, not a cold shoulder, the group's website reads. That's quoted from their website. So, the ad shows a total of 12 scenes of one individual washing another's feet. Most appear to be white people doing the washing. None feature a minority washing a white man's feet. And some even seem to be telling white Christians not to be bigoted. That last one in particular features a white priest washing the feet of what appears to be a member of the LGBT alphabet community. Another shows an older white woman washing the feet of a scowling young woman outside a family planning center as pro-life protesters stand in the background. Move right along here. The story of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples is found in John 13 verses 1 through 17 and is usually taken as a lesson of humility delivered by Jesus to his disciples ahead of the Last Supper. However, many on social media felt the ad was blasphemous and did not actually represent the lesson Jesus was attempting to impart to his followers at all. One of them said, uh, this is Patrick Webb, and he said, uh, blasphemy. Um, don't fall for this satanic symbolism. Absolutely correct, because there is that in, I'm telling you, if you look into this, he gets this thing, you're gonna, you'll know more why I say that. Uh, Jordan Miller, 
Y'all, shockingly, he has a face, forgot to mention that acknowledgement and repentance come before being washed clean. Here's another one at Preston Marlowe says, completely ignoring the fact that while one, yes, did betray him ultimately, the only feet he ever washed were those of his disciples. Not absolute strangers like this pedestrian ad is implying, and that is true. Another one, Jimmy Dean says, this is blasphemous and makes the assertion that we should accept sin. Christ specifically implored sinners to change, not live, and boast in their sin. He wouldn't condemn sinners, and he, would con- he, wouldn't, w- he wouldn't condemn sinners, but he would condemn sin. Hence, telling the woman at the well, go and sin no more. Goes on to say, many others felt that the ad was purposely engineered to be a scolding attack, mostly on white people that it was racist in pushing a left-wing narrative. So, Loyal Caps says, uh, replying to the at he gets us, a horrible woke commercial. Once again, plenty of images of whitewashing black's feet, but not one single image of a black washing a white man's hardworking feet. Okay. Uh, Harrison H. Smith says, pretty sickening to see Christianity used to promote an obvious leftist political message. It cheapens and debases the spiritual significance of Jesus Christ. Um, another one says, Who's funding this? It appears to say Christians must be slaves to the third world. And then it says, says many others wondered why this group spent upwards of $7 million on a television commercial instead of using that pricely sum to help people. <laughs> yeah. So here's one that says, how about you use that money you wasted on a Super Bowl commercial to help people instead? Another one says, um, $7 million is a small price to pay to increase Jesus's brand awareness. Oof. Um, and I'm not going to say the name of this one because it's got some very bad language, but this money could have gone towards feeding the homeless, medical care, providing housing, and so much more, all of which your profit did, unquote. You can do the same by not blowing millions on a commercial and taking actual action if you want to evangelize while doing so. I don't care. Do better. And so those are some of the attack that had come through. On the He Gets Us, this is on Breitbart.com. Um, I have friends on my Facebook page that are absolutely not Christians. Obviously, atheists. I have witches. I've got all kinds of satanic people um, on my Facebook page. And, um, you know, and the thing is, we have to promote, we have to promote Christianity. We have to. But true biblical Christianity. And, of course, we're going to be attacked. That's the first thing they did. Like I noticed on my Facebook page, that's the first thing they went to. Why all this Jesus stuff they were attacked? Why don't they use it? And that's exactly what they said. But if you delve deeper into the he gets us, you're going to see why it's not really Christian, true biblical Christianity, the people behind it. So not everything that says is Christianity is Christianity. You guys have known that. All these pop stars, rock stars, all these famous people coming out. They said they were Christians. Now they're like, I'm going to deconstruct my whatever. They're apostates, apostasy. So anyway. Let's move on. So this is part two to the earlier podcast that I did earlier. This is, uh, you can find it at prophecynewswatch.com or uh, WND. It's by Sarah Smith. And it is, will emergency scenario usher in digital currency upon America? We know something huge has to happen. Something major has to happen to take our cash, to be a cashless society, a global cashless society that the Antichrist wants and needs to, quote, rule the world, a.k.a. what the Bible told us in the book of Revelation, the book of Zechariah, the book of Daniel, and can go on and on, Ezekiel. So 
we know these things are coming. The Bible told us it was coming. So here we're going to read this article. So this once again, this is by Sarah Smith. So the director of the FBI recently went before Congress to warn that the Chinese computer hackers are preparing to soon, quote, wreak havoc and cause real world damage to our water treatment plants, electric grids, and gas pipelines, unquote. And you know what I'm going to throw in here? You know what I'm going to say? All y'all been listening to me while, you know, say it with me. You better get you some food. You better get you some food. Okay, back to the article. Even if I, I might throw some water in there too. Even if I assume that our FBI director is sharing his honest concerns, the actions of the current administration betray the opposite. Our Border Patrol reports over 5,000 encounters with Chinese nationals per month. Most of these encounters are with single military-aged men, and yet our southern border has remained wide open. If you really care about the Chinese military directing cyber attacks against our infrastructure, then wouldn't you work hard to prevent thousands of potential Chinese military agents from coming over the U.S. border without any type of vetting or tracking? So what is really motivating the Biden administration to invite potential Chinese terrorists into the country to, quote, wreak havoc and cause real world damage, unquote, to our nation's infrastructure? To understand that, we need to step back and take the take in a bigger picture of world events. The World Economic Forum is an international organization whose leadership includes royalty like Queen of Jordan and King Charles. It also includes financial leaders like the CEO of BlackRock, the president of the World Bank, and the head of the Chinese Stock Exchange. Hmm. Corporate partners, quote unquote, include everything from Amazon to NBC to Zoom. The founder of the WEF takes great pride in having groomed many national leaders, just like, you know, Justin Trudeau of Canada and Gavin Newsom of California. Clearly, we cannot ignore what the World Economic Forum is saying. In November 2020, the WEF or the WEF and Carnegie Endowment for International Peace co-produced a report that warned that the global financial system was increasingly vulnerable to cyber attacks. Mm, that same report called for the merging of world or uh, merging of Wall Street banks, their regulators or their regu- regulators and intelligence agencies like the CIA as necessary to confront an allegedly imminent cyber attack that will collapse the existing financial system. This ominous report was published just months after the WEF or World Economic Forum had conducted a simulation of the very event. Hmm, a cyber attack that brings the global financial system to its knees. Uh, let me go back and read that. This ominous report was published just months after the World Economic Forum had conducted a simulation of that very event. What else did they conduct a simulation of that very event? Oh, I don't know, COVID-19. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> I had to throw that in there. So the WEF, has also advocated a central bank digital currency, currency or CBDC, really similar to the biblical mark of the beast system. They have promoted their CBDC toolkit to policymakers. China already has a CBDC that is tied to a person's social credit score, where a person can have his money turned off or on according to that person's score. If they have the wrong political views or even visited with someone that does, track through their phone, then the money in their digital wallet might be reduced or its uses restricted. If you wanted to restrict people to traveling only five miles from their home, then you could program CBDC to turn off when people tried to purchase anything six miles from home. CBDC technology allows for endless 
forms of social control. The Minneapolis Federal Federal Reserve Bank President Neil Kashkari has raised substantial objections to CBDC. He stated, quote, I can see why totalitarian China likes CBDC. If you want to monitor every transaction, impose negative interest rates, or want to tax bank accounts directly, you can do that with a CBDC. Since we know that the WEF wants every nation to adopt a CBDC, it does not seem far-fetched to hypothesize that WEF officials have a strong incentive to actually want cyber attacks to happen globally. What evidence can we see that this is about to happen? The president of Ukraine recently signed a CBDC into law. Many other nations are making progress towards CBDC implementation. And that includes the United States. President Biden recently signed an executive order to speed up U.S. development of a CBDC. You guys remember I talked about that? It's supposed to be like July. Am I right? Mm. So, but Americans are not battle-weary like Ukrainians, nor are they compliant like Chinese under a communist dictatorship. Therefore, some type of emergency must be created in order to stampede Americans into docile acceptance of CBDC. Usher in new lockdowns, spread a lethal Ebola variant, foment a civil war, create a global oil crisis with a hot war in the Persian Gulf are elements within our intelligence agencies working on behalf of the world's largest banks in the WEF, helping China to engineer a series of cyber attacks on the United States in order to, quote, create havoc, unquote, in order to implement a new financial system. David Webb says, yes. It is very clear that this was a CIA project. It would not be the first time our government took extreme measures in order to implement a new financial system. On April 5th, 1933, President Franklin Roosevelt issued an executive order that required Americans to turn in their gold coins, bullion, and gold certificates to a Federal Reserve Bank under penalty of imprisonment and a $10,000 fine. Did you guys know that happened in the United States history? Mm. Recall that at the time, gold was money in the form of gold coins or as banknotes that could be exchanged for gold. Almost all the banks were then forced to close by the government and only a few large banks were allowed to reopen. Suddenly, no one had any money. The pretext offered was that in difficult times, too many Americans were hoarding their gold. It was a false pretext. The Federal Reserve gathered all the gold and then hoarded it itself and still kept the new unbacked by gold paper money supply tight for another three years. No one had any money. Even wealthy families did not have any money. People with children in private schools found that they had to take their kids out of school in order to put food on the table. This time it will be different. Hmm. Where once gold backed up our financial system and most people were debt-free, today securities like stocks, bonds, and house mortgages are the underlying collateral of the current financial system, and the majority of us are in debt. David Webb, a former hedge fund manager who ran in the same circles as George Soros, writes in his new book and film by the same name, The Great Taking, that the largest banks that sit on the Federal Reserve's New York Board Governing will obtain your assets as part of the new financial reset that transfers everyone over to a CBDC system. We will be told that we need to save these, quote, too big to fail, unquote, systematically vital institutions so we can restart the economy again. These large banks, you know, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Citibank, and Bank of America have been deemed by the courts as being part of a 
protected class, unquote. Every state UCC law uniform commercial code has been rigged so that your stocks, bonds, and money in the bank are no longer your property. It will become theirs legally during the next financial crisis. According to David Webb, it is very clear that this was a CIA project. It will happen fast, electronically, and without the possibility of legal redress in court. You suffer the illusion of asset ownership because you get use of the property. You can collect fees on a stock or even transfer your stock to another broker for management. But unlike the days when people were given paper stock certificates and stocks were true property, today you only have what is called, quote, beneficial ownership unquote the actual owner of the stock is the brokerage that means that if your brokerage goes bankrupt in the class your asset will be used to pay off their creditors it's similar to your bank when you place your funds in a bank the bank becomes the new owner of your deposits that means that when a bank fails your bank deposits are used to pay the bank's creditors first fdic insurance is supposed to cover this gap but provides protection only if a bank fails at one, only if a few banks fail at one time, even if 5% of banks failed at the same time, the FDIC would not have enough funds to cover the losses. It is worse with stocks and bonds, whether in your retirement fund or bought through a broker directly. We saw this in 2008 when the brokerage firm, you know, the Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. When Lehman customers first heard that Lehman had failed, they sought to transfer their deposits to another brokerage company. But the law had changed, and these assets were used to satisfy Lehman's largest creditor in bankruptcy, J.P. Morgan. The depositors were furious and went to court, but the judge ruled that they were unsecured creditors while J.P. Morgan was both the primary secured creditor and had, quote, protected class status, unquote, because it was a, quote, too big to fail, unquote, bank. Your pension, 401k, and any other securities are the collateral underpinning the derivatives market the derivatives market is the largest market on the planet representing trillions of bets with a value over a hundred times bigger than the underlying collateral everyone securities and there is no fdic like insurance on each side of a derivative uh the, of a derivative bet there is a winner and loser the too big to fail banks are all counterparties on a massive number of derivatives bets since the derivatives complex is many times bigger than the underlying collateral uh, collateral of securities, when things go south, there will be a mad scramble to get at the underlying real wealth. The securities that represent the sweat and equity of real people. The derivatives complex is like a house of cards and its dangers have been known for decades. Warren Buffett wrote in 2002 that they were, quote, financial weapons of mass destruction, unquote. James Rickards wrote in U.S. News & World Report in 2012 that they should be banned. A cyber attack disabling the electrical grid and financial system could certainly take down the derivatives complex and the entire financial system with it. A U.S. civil war could set it off, as could another 9-11 attack, a major oil embargo, or a more lethal form of Chinese COVID. The resulting chaos will provide the excuse to reset the financial system and usher in CBDC. People will be distracted by the chaos and fail to recognize that the chaos was in fact manufactured. It's all like a game of Monopoly. We are at the end of the game and all the pieces, including your pension and house and savings, will get pulled back into the bank. The bank then restarts the game, except this time CBDC will be the money it will be very hard to refuse. People will be desperate, frightened, and hungry. People will literally need the CBDC to eat. 
CBDC will come to the rescue. You can download an app on your phone so that you can download some CBDC currency to buy milk, except it will not be real money. You will be borrowing money from the largest banks that issue the CBDC. Now they have you. If we do nothing, then the WF model that you will own nothing by 2030 will come true. Folks, absolutely right on target. I would say right on the money. That is what we're heading to. But if you read your Bible, you're going to know that this is happening. God warned us these things would happen. He told us before they would happen so that we would know we would be prepared. We see, we as Christians know what's coming. We have known what was coming since God told us in his word. We've known. The world doesn't know. (laughs) The lost don't know. They know something's wrong. The lost have no idea where they're heading. And it's up to us as Christians to tell them, to warn them. Like the Bible says, we are to be watchmen on the wall. We are to tell them this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. It will happen just like God said it will happen. Are you ready? I hope you are. I hope you're ready to go tell the gospel to people, to a lost and dying world. I hope you're ready to pray for folks. Now is the time, you guys. Now's the time as Christians, we get off the bench. <laughs> it's our Super Bowl. In other words, it's time for us to get out there, spread the gospel, pray for people, tell them the hope of Jesus Christ. This world is gone. This world is a lost cause until Christ comes back. It's up to us to tell them the truth, to give them hope. And that's what Jesus' gospel is, is the hope. It's the hope of Jesus. It's the hope of eternal life. Anyway, guys, um, you know, Christ told us anybody who cries out and asks him to save them, he will save them. Don't you want to be washed free of your sin? Don't you want to be cleansed? If you've ever sinned, told a lie, stolen anything, looked at a woman or a man with lust in your heart, you have sinned against the holy God. Doesn't matter if you've only done it once. Be like, oh, I'm a good, are you a good person? I'm basically a good person. <laughs> We're all wretched sinners. And the wages of sin is death. But Jesus paid that sin debt for us. He paid that sin debt for us so that we could spend eternity with him and our Father, Heavenly Father. So don't wait another moment. Don't wait another moment. Today is the day of salvation, Jesus says. Make that decision. Profess your faith in Christ today while you still have time. With that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) So get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. May today be the day that Christ comes and snatches us, harpazos us, rapturos us, raptures us out of this fallen world so that his will will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. So one day he's coming to make it all right. He is coming to deliver justice. That's what the tribulation is all about. You don't want to be here for his wrath. And if you are a believer in Christ, you won't be here for his wrath. Because the Bible says we are not meant for his wrath. Praise God, Jesus took his wrath for us on the cross so that we would not have to. That is what Jesus did. And so praise God. We serve a living king. We do serve a mighty awesome God. And when Jesus died on the cross, he said it is finished. So remember, 
<laughs> they didn't come and take Christ. He laid down his life for us. He willingly laid his life down for us. He could call legions of angels and he could all kinds of things, but he didn't. He willingly laid his life down for us. That is just, man, we owe him everything. He is our Lord, our master. He is everything. He is our King, King Jesus. One day he's coming to make all things right. And that's the day that I look for. That's the day I look forward to. And I am looking forward to him rapturing us home. And I know you guys are too. But with that, I'm going to get out of here. So <laughs> um, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. Um, and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you. And uh, keep looking up for the great and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ.